Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, and I'm so excited to be here with a special guest. Um, I always love uh, to meet somebody in industry who then is an author uh, because, you know, I uh, one day, one day in the future, uh, want to write a book as well. So, um, Steve, I'll just uh, let you introduce yourself to the group. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure, and I'm uh, I'm really happy to be able to spend some time with you this morning, Charlie. Yeah, wonderful. So um, tell them a little bit about kind of who you are and what you do. Uh, okay, I started in the uh, mechanical contracting business a um, um, long, long time ago when the earth was still flat and um, evolved over um, over a few decades into a, um, a service provider in the maintenance and reliability business. Um, our primary focus was providing tools, software tools, to help manage uh, maintenance and reliability in the uh, the heavy asset management world, which um, if you think about um, power generation, manufacturing, planes, trains, automobiles, those sort of large expensive assets all have uh, a tremendous amount of information that needs to be tracked about them. And that's what our service helped do, helped all our customers do uh, actually worldwide for the last 25 years. I felt like the journey was interesting enough that two or three people might like to read about it. So I did write a book called Working Smart and um, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Well, absolutely share those links and everything. Um, So I want (laughs) to stay with that journey for a while. So I think it's so great to be in the industry where all these um, plants and the equipment and everything, they are vital to life. We need these things um, across the land. So we'll just say to, to keep us functioning as a society. And so I think a lot of times people don't understand how important the work is. So I like to, to stress that and kind of be a cheerleader for industry, but I also know how hard it is. And these are things that, you know, it is what keeps you up at night to maintain all of these different assets and um, to see how it has evolved and changed. And now there is technology out there that can help you. Um, I'm just curious from your side, you know, um, as you've been working in this industry, we know it's kind of slow to to adapt uh, different things, but uh, what was the challenge that, that you think that this is solving? Um, I think the ability to uh, make decisions faster and more accurately was was the big thing. If if you flash back thirty years, people were scheduling with whiteboards and index cards and uh, markers in the back of their hands. And um, today, we've got a lot of software tools, artificial intelligence that helps us glean information much quicker and um, come to uh, better decisions uh, at a faster pace, which is empowering in terms of being competitive. It's a worldwide market now for everybody and uh, being adept, uh, being able to pivot and being able to solve a problem and move forward or or, uh, paramount and and technology has really enabled a lot of that. Yeah, you're talking about the the quickness of it. And I know there's a lot of AI that um, has allowed us to do that. Um, I think, just different people have different views about that, but how have you seen people use uh, the AI technology to, to really improve? 
Well, I think it's in its infancy in a, in a lot of ways. Um, some of it is just as simple as is uh, queries. Think Google um, on steroids in terms of asking a question instead of being brought back a link or a website. Um, it'll, it'll write you a narrative. It'll, it'll give you the um, the information in detail that you might need. Um, Industry-wise, I'm, I'm a huge Tesla fan, and I think there's a misunderstanding about what autonomous driving is and is going to be. I think people think that one day you're going to wake up and your car is going to drive you to work and bring you home. And one day, I believe that that will happen. But incrementally, what's going on right now is every week, my car is updated and every week my car is just a little smoother at that turn in the road and a little smoother backing into a parking place and it will incrementally get better. And as you apply that to manufacturing techniques, it's the same thing. There are a little, you know, robots and um, artificial intelligence are a little kludgy in the beginning, but they teach themselves and they become more human-like and smoother in their actions as time goes on. So it's, it's not like it's going to happen uh, with the flip of a switch, it's going to happen gradually, but it will also accelerate. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about kind of the cobot. So you're, if you think about robots interacting with humans, right, this is the the best way, right? Where we, we don't want one to take over the other. Uh, but there is, there's definitely um, that knowledge of sharing. Okay, what do we actually need this robot to do? How do we want to interact with it? I think it's really important to look at, especially in a plant, um, how close can we get that? And what is it going to relieve our staff from doing? I think primarily you're going to begin with the repetitive, um, non-rewarding tasks, uh, some dangerous things. Certainly you'd much rather have a robot in danger than a human being, but um, the repetitive things um, in, in terms of manufacturing or the things that are uh, maybe take a little bit more dexterity than a human might have. Um, yeah, we, sure. we, we don't all want to stand around and do the same thing eight hours a day every day. So those sort of things in concert with a human that's making sure that quality is insured and the timeliness of delivery materials and things like that. But I think there's going to be a competition for sure. Yeah, I've, I've seen how it can um, help manufacturing go faster, right? To produce more of a product because you've got it down, you know that um, it's really just about seats, right? People in seats. And if you can add robots in seats, then it will continue to to grow as far as production. I've seen that uh, firsthand, which was really actually really neat to see um, how fast they could do that production. Um, the, other, the other thing I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit more about um, your book, you know, the title Working Smart. You know, I, I consider myself a hardworking, but I've always heard, right, well, try to work smarter. So is, is that the theme? Is Can you tell us a little bit more about why you titled it that? Well, uh, you know, the evolution of my business was tied very much to, you know, the evolution of technology. If you go back to the uh, the early 90s, we were uh, uh, we were using dial-up modems with their, you know, offensive uh, handshake screeching signals. And, and the speed of that transmission then and what you could do with that versus the optical speed of the video that we're on today, not possible, over dial-up. Uh, 25 years ago. So as the speed and the latency have improved in the uh, communications world, so has the software's capability. And so has our ability to build, you know, build the machine that builds the machine. 
we don't make a tremendous amount of new things. We make a lot of the same things, but we make them faster and better because we are improving the machines that make those devices. So um, we talked about you being an author, but you're also an entrepreneur, founder of this company. Uh, Tell us about uh, your company. Uh, Projectech was founded in 1990. We started out as a technical project um, enablement organization trying to help companies um, improve uh, either with their manufacturing or their facilities in general. Um, Actually, early on, we did a lot of uh, building work, you know, temperature control and automation, you know, lighting, those sort of things. But those were early automation tools that would work at slow and low bandwidth. And and as again, as as the speed of communication improved, so did our tools. And we ended up um, working with a product uh, eventually bought by IBM that um, helps companies manage and maintain uh, their assets at a high level. It's work management, it's inventory control, it's best practices, you know. Well, congratulations um, the on that. The list goes on. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Good time. Good time. Well, I think it's it's so important that we do. I mean, I love digital. Um, I built my company on digital and and it did it did take, you know, 10 years from the time where I thought social media was important to when everybody was kind of on it and understood what they should be doing there uh, as a company. Um, and so I, I hate when it's that slow. So I'm always like encouraging people to um, be one of those early adopters, right? Um, and to to help move industry forward. And so that innovative mindset um, is definitely here. And then the other thing I, you know, I think about when we, we start talking AI and different things is just, you know, what does the future look like? What do you see that is using all of this software and different technologies, what the future of manufacturing can be? A tremendous amount of automation. I believe that you're going to see um, humanoid robots in the next five or 10 years. I think you're going to see a tremendous amount of efficiencies and effectivities when you start driving down the cost of products, you know, the productivity you know, you know, for everyone improves. I think that there's a, um, there's a lifestyle improvement for the entire human planet as a result of this, uh, of this efficiency going forward. I think that um, costs will come down and our dollars will go farther. And I think that uh, there should be a, uh, a renaissance of sorts, I believe. I love that. And let me ask you, uh, just how did you get into this industry? What made you want to be in maintenance reliability or in technology at all? Um, I studied mechanical engineering. So I was, you know, I was hit it with a hammer kind of a guy most of my early career. And it just fascinated me when I first bought an Epson uh, PC and a couple of five and a quarter floppies to try to schedule filter changes for you know four thousand pieces of equipment just to try to get my head wrapped around something i couldn't do manually very efficiently and the whole thought of being able to do that better faster with um, a tool um, just intrigued me so i've been fascinated by pcs and communications and uh, technology ever since Um, i'm not a programmer i was a horrible programmer Um, but i started finding people that could write code and um, learned how to leverage that uh, in my business and for my customers' businesses as well. Uh, I love that so much. Uh, solving that problem for yourself uh, that helps so many people. I think that that is a common thread uh, in what we should be seeking. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to um, kind of just leave it with you. If you want to, um, anything else that you want our you know listeners to know about you or your business? Well, uh, before I forget, I want to congratulate you on what a great job you've done. You were an early adopter. You were Thank a you. little bit ahead of the curve and that's challenging. Um, it's a little hard to see the light when you're that early, but um, obviously you're, um, you're right in the midst of it now. You're doing a great job with that. Um, Thank you. Lessons learned from what I've done over the years, and, and you may have already run into this, is I think sometimes the best ideas come from your customers. Um, many improvements of how we deliver our service and what services we provided were, you know, the seed of that idea usually began with a client that said, well, I wish I could do something. I wish it would work this way. And you take that back and you scratch your head a little bit and say, well, why shouldn't it be that way? And uh, um, that's what I've enjoyed, I think, the most is is taking those seeds and, and letting them germinate a little bit, turn into something uh, uh, maybe a little bigger and better than anybody had thought at the time. Absolutely. Um, def definitely listening to the customer. Uh, they'll tell you, they will tell you what they need. Um, and anytime we can solve a problem for someone, um, and, and if it's, if it's one person, then multiple people are, are having that issue. They just haven't spoken up. So making sure you listen to your customers. Uh, okay. So I have to do a little rapid fire with you because I'm super curious and uh, I want to know what is your favorite book? Now you can't say yours because I know that that should be it, but do you have a favorite book out there? A favorite book. Uh, when I was young, I read Catch-22 about five times. I thought it was, Joseph Heller was a great author and I I love the irony of the story. Awesome. Um, that'd probably and, be the first thing that came to mind. Awesome. And then um, music, uh, band, any favorite music? um kind of jazz alternative stuff probably steely dan okay okay um, and then if best advice that you've ever received um don't try to do it all at once oh that's you know, good baby steps how yeah. many times have i done that um okay <laughs> and then i'll let you um kind of flip that and what is some advice that you would give somebody else coming into our industry um, gravitate in the directions of the things that, you know, you're curious about or that you're interested in. Um, sometimes people get stuck in uh, situations that are not happy. And I think you need to try to seek out what makes you happy. Um, any industry has got a niche somewhere that will, uh, help you leverage what it is you're curious about or what you're talented with. And I think chasing those sort of things, uh, leads to a lifetime of learning and, um, and pleasure. Yeah. And that's what we want. We want to have a good time while we're working uh, and working smart. Uh, so y'all get this book, uh, Steve, I will put all the links to, to that so people can see it. And um, y'all, if y'all have not already uh, like, and subscribe to this podcast, share it. I think it's going to be a helpful one for our industry. We have a lot of maintenance and reliability folks in our audience. So uh, definitely share this and until next time, everybody be empowering. Roll Tide. Oh yes. Roll Tide. Love that. <laughs> <laughs>